hello and welcome to the On The Button podcast. Today I was very lucky I got to speak to Alina Ghost. She's SEO manager at Debenhams. Today is a particularly interesting episode, I hope you'll agree. Alina brings up some really interesting points around how video directly affects the page rankings of your website, even down to how long people are watching your films affecting the rankings of your pages. We also talk about contextualizing video and why it's so important to measure the effectiveness of our video. Okay, so Alina, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it'd be great, I guess, to start with, if you could just introduce yourself to our audience, please tell us who you are and, and what it is you do. Hello, yeah, sure. Thanks so much for having me on. So I'm Alina Ghost. Um, I'm SEO manager at Debnams. It's very exciting that I've been at the role for a month. So definitely busy, busy because we've been acquired by Boohoo Group, obviously. So all things are go. <laughs> wow. Exciting times for you. You must be very busy. So thank you so much for joining me. Obviously, this podcast is all about video. <laughs> so it'd be good to hear about how you've used video throughout your career. Is there anything that stands out? Uh, can you tell me about, you know, maybe how it's changed and, and how you're using video now? It's quite hard to even know where to start. But I guess before Debenhams, I used to uh, work for a company called Amara, a luxury interiors brand, where I worked with you guys on the video campaign. So in terms of how it's changed, I think a lot of the content that we are consuming now has changed from just static photography, for example, so like Instagram to video. So obviously YouTube is booming and has been booming for a very long time. There's been like a crazy stat to say like uh, most of the content is going to be video by, I think it was by 2020, which they weren't far off, to be honest. Absolutely. <laughs> And then in terms of video and using it for brand, I guess that's where what we're interested in now, aren't we? So it's around how we do we use that video to help people on their user journeys on um, buying the product or the services that you are providing. So I guess let's dive into that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think when we work with you, you were trying to kind of increase brand consideration. And obviously video works in a number of ways, but certainly as far as that was concerned, it was a bit of an experiment for you, I think, at the time. You were working directly with YouTube on it, weren't you? Yeah, I think um, as you mentioned there, we were doing it for brand consideration. So if you are looking for like revenue or like uh, those clicks to the website, I think uh, you need to be on the same page and understand what you're actually after using this video. It's not just a matter of creating video for the sake of it. But yeah, when we worked with you guys, we found like uh, a brand consideration uplift of over 50% in terms of like that brand consideration. We were working um with youtube in the sense that we wanted to push ads on youtube using this video and then doing like a six second bump on top of that in order to get people to know the brand because it's a brand that people don't relatively know that much but what we loved is the fact that we could have chosen and did choose demographics so locations age um what they do in terms of like jobs but yeah as i said before like do make sure that you know why you're creating this piece of content, that it's not just for the sake of it. And I think um, it's some really good points there. Um, and 
do you remember any of the things that YouTube talked to you about? Did they give you any guidance on these things at, at that point? Or were you kind of left to kind of work it out on your own? I think we had a workshop. Uh, but apart from that, we were just left to do what we wanted to do. But a sense of um, like understanding where you're trying to head with it, how you're going to measure success so that's a really important one as well because video is really tough one so when it comes to like brand awareness how do you measure it and that is a question that you should be asking yourself and putting in place before you actually push that video out yeah absolutely and I think uh you know a lot of things stood out from for me for that project it was a it was a great chance to work with you on that but I think one of the things that stood out and you mentioned it there was the targeting it I think it's great now that video can be so targeted. It's one of the things that stands out from TV advertising, for example, that some of our clients do is the fact that you can pick a specific demographic uh, in a per- certain part of the country or the world, and then you can fire video at them and then show them different things depending on how they react to that content. seems like a great opportunity, but it's very different, I guess, to the other side of what you do and the, your main focus around SEO. Can you tell me a little bit about your role in SEO? Because to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the expert on SEO. It feels like to me, SEO was a big deal 10 years ago. And then it kind of faded because it became so difficult. And it feels like there's a resurgence of SEO. Is that right? Or am I just going Um, I guess it depends where you are sitting. I think SEO is has been and is very much thriving but you're not wrong in the sense that yes it is getting more difficult to actually optimize a website like you can't just hack your way through it like buy a bunch of links and then get a website ranking for example like or stuffing keywords uh the same keywords in like the same web page so yeah it has changed a lot google is a lot smarter and the reason i say google is because 97 percent of searches on Google but ultimately there's just a lot more consideration to optimizing a website so now that Google ultimately can see data that your users provide in the sense that your users go onto your website they can see like the conversion rate at the end of the day and even though if they say <laughs> they technically tell us that they don't use directly the data but they do in the sense that from like the experiments that's been done in like the SEO fields that people can see that conversion rate does have an impact um, how long you spend on the page impacts and obviously if you've got a video on your page then that impacts uh, a usability perspective like the fact that they spend longer on your pages and therefore that page is deemed more authoritative and better Uh, but in terms of like that conversion rate side of things um, actually if somebody isn't able to see a product for example in the flesh (laughs) then they need a video to actually see what it's like 360 perhaps or something that ASOS do really well is the fact that they show a garment and how it's actually worn on a model. Um, So using that video for product um, sales specifically. So that's the conversion rate right there. So it does impact SEO ultimately um, and something that's even happening in the next couple of months uh, potentially is something called core web vitals. So it's changing even more and it constantly is changing. But we know that video does impact those metrics that Google is using for ranking purposes. Wow, that's really interesting. It must be hard to keep on top of all this because I know that their algorithms change constantly. But I find it really intriguing that 
dwell time on a website will affect the rankings of that page, especially when we've done some some research recently that shows that because obviously I get asked all the time, how long should a film be? And the trend is to make content shorter. But actually, the longer the films, the, the more time people will spend watching, even if they don't watch it to the end, if that makes sense. So if you are trying to increase page rankings, then that that probably means that longer form content on your website's a good thing. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think it's a tricky one. Uh, it goes back to like, uh, what is the user journey? What are you trying? What do you want them to do? So, for example, if at, it's um, an inspirational piece, then yes, longer form content definitely makes sense. And if you're talking about like the about us section, then they want to know more information. So short forms of content isn't quite right there. But at the same time, if you think about selling a, a service or a product, perhaps it's a matter of like, what are you selling? So if it is an item, they don't want to be sitting there for five, 10 minutes looking at your product, unless it's funny, unless it's like got a story or background to it. But if it's like just, um, I don't know, a vase that you want to see 360 of, then 30 seconds is absolutely fine. So you do have to be just conscious around what you're trying to achieve with it. Yeah, and this is the complexity of the whole thing, isn't it? Because if you're if you're buying a high value product, maybe like a car, maybe you do want to watch an hour long yeah. film about all the intricacies of that car. Exactly. And maybe it's a vase. You just want to see how pretty it looks, and maybe in different environments. Yeah. Um, so that all plays a part. So there's no magic answer to how long a film should. I be. guess the other thing is to say the fact that is how it's implemented on the website. So something that people don't think about is. It's not just about how you or what have you created in terms of like, do they want to watch it or not? But if we're talking about SEO terms, we need to ensure that actually page speed is good and like the way it's coded onto the site is actually um, as quick as possible. It's condensed uh, and compressed so that a user can actually view that video pretty quickly and without any like issues as well. So that's really important. Does that mean that um, if you embed a video uh, on your page, the place in which that video is hosted is super important because if it's hosted somewhere that takes a while to serve that video, it's going to slow the load time for that page. Is that right? Yeah. So embedding is a very interesting one. So what you said is absolutely correct. But the other thing to think about is the fact that so Google has an affiliation with YouTube, right? <laughs> because they own it. Yeah. So that means that they are likely to show your videos perhaps in more places than one so when we talk about search engine results pages so when you go onto google and actually type something in you get a video carousel you can then get those classic links so it means that potentially if you've got the right schema markup so you've actually told them i've got a video on this page and you've actually hosted that video on youtube as well so you've got it in two places perhaps you'll be lucky enough to actually have both show up in the page and actually get more of that real estate there as well great i guess the other side of that and then correct me if i'm wrong is that if you, if you host with a third party an online video platform that's kind of an enterprise level um, system maybe a private platform and you use that to embed the video on your website because i guess there are advantages the problem with youtube is that they want to keep people within their own little environment so that they can get more advertising revenue right yeah yeah but then it's going to i've been told that that will increase the ranking of the page rather than the video itself so if you if you upload a video to youtube it's the it's the video on youtube that gets ranked well rather than the web page whereas if you embed video and tag it appropriately with a third party then it's the web page that gets that benefit in rankings wise is that correct 
I have heard people actually using a different host um, to actually serve their videos, which makes sense. I guess at the end of the day, it's, I don't know, it's a difficult one to say. Like that page is likely to show up for that video if it's shown nowhere else, if that video serves the purpose of what the user was searching for. <laughs> so ultimately, if you are able to fulfill that person's need with your video on that page, then yes, that makes sense that um, that page ranks well and that that video shows up as well because it's on that page. But then on the other hand, if it's in a couple of places, so for example, if it is on YouTube, it's not to say that they won't rank your page, it's just to say that if somebody is on YouTube already, they might not necessarily click back to your website. So it goes back to understanding why are you doing this video? Is it just the brand awareness? Are you getting those clicks? And if it is, you need to know how you're hosting it and what the message is within it as well. So this is all about having a video strategy, isn't it, really, rather than just exactly. making something and sticking it on YouTube? Exactly. What about um, subtitles? So adding subtitles to a video, obviously you, um, Google will will understand that, will look at that and it will affect the rankings. Tell me about your experience of that and how you use that. Yeah, I think optimizing the video is something basic, something that you have to have if you want uh, your video to do well at all. So uh, from your title to the subtitles is just adding as much contextualization to your video as possible. And they are seeing the text around the video as well. They're not just looking at the video solely on its own. So it is about actually adding as much information that is relevant to that because it's looking at like the whole holistic view. It's looking at like that whole page rather than just that video on its own. But I guess it's about you know, this is certainly when I, I, I dabbled in SEO um, and um, certainly the thing that I was always told, and in fact, I was told this by Google once, but it was a number of years ago that you shouldn't try too hard with Google. You need to be honest about your content. And if it's good content, it will rank well. Is, is that is that still the case? You're smiling. Uh, <laughs> yes and no. I think um, you need to know what keywords you are using. Ultimately, um, there is a certain way that people search for certain things. So why not use that terminology that you know that people are using to find your content, right? So <laughs> when it comes to, oh, it's just naturally going to appear. Well, if you've got a video and you don't have text you don't have titles you don't have any contextualization around it we can't promise um and say that the artificial intelligence that is looking at the video is actually going to understand your video correctly so maybe it will understand it but even now it still has issues understanding the difference between a small dog and a cat for example so <laughs> so it's around helping it out as much as possible and although they say be natural yes you can be natural that means don't stuff the content with um i don't know duplicate um keywords for example or irrelevant mm -hmm. things that actually the video isn't showing but it's about being as relevant as possible and helping search engines and crawlers out as much as possible as you can. So that is using like keywords. So making sure that you do your keyword research, making sure that you add enough uh, contextualization around the video and things like that. How how's the pandemic affected your work? I mean, I assume your work is even more important now that people aren't necessarily on the high street, they are online. 
Yeah, I think it goes back to that point that I mentioned earlier around like if people can't see the product, if people can't see the items that they're buying, how do we encourage them to buy? So it's around um, getting them to convert and love the product without seeing it in person. Um, and I think that's where video really does play a huge part in. Great. What Have you got any top tips for those uh, marketeers out there that are using video? Um, especially, um, you're the first person I've spoke to in, in my podcast series uh, from a B2C brand. Um, so it'd be interesting to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, I think uh, just firstly, focus on understanding your user journey. So even before you get to the content creation, it's around how you can help your users and at what stage can creating content, so videos, um, articles, can help them in their user journey to get them to like the bottom of that funnel as they say so it's understanding what your strategy is and then plotting to see where can video sit in that journey to help them to encourage them maybe to increase average order values um or i don't know um brand awareness as we've mentioned earlier um so apart from that I've mentioned keyword research. I think that's a really important one. It's about understanding. So if you are doing something like quite inspirational or like a how-to guide, what are the questions that people are asking? How can you help them understand your product more by answering those questions using videos, for example? Um, but to do that, you need to do that keyword research. And to do that, you've got some free tools that you can use from um, keyword planner tool which is google ads adwords so ppc um, tool to things like google trends where you can just see where like particular product or services peak so when people search for it then there's other things like answer the public you can actually um, look at what people are asking and the questions that they're doing but then the other thing and that's what's great with like YouTube or Google itself is actually when you type something in, see what comes up. So what I mean by that is when you start typing something, it gives you like those auto suggestions. So do use those. But the other thing is if you do go onto Google itself and you do make a search, then it comes up with people also ask for and then you've got all of these other suggestions. Great, great top tips. And I guess all that applies to video as much as any other content you're putting online. But it also applies to B2B as well as B2C, all of, the, all of those top tips are useful yeah, for everyone. Yeah, definitely. Um, something to keep in mind is if you're not quite sure whether people want a particular form of content for their question is to go onto Google and just type that in, see what comes up. So if video is coming up at the very top of video carousel, it's a clear indication that actually that is what people like to consume for that particular search. So I think this is a great one and one that people forget because that's a free thing as well. You can just go on and have a look. But um, essentially, it's right there. You can see what people are consuming that way and therefore create something of your own to help cater to that question. 
It's brilliant. It's kind of hidden in plain sight, isn't it, really? It's a really good point in that it's not just the carousels either. When you Google, obviously, you can then sort of, there's the subcategories to look for images or news or whatever. And sometimes exactly. video's there and sometimes you have to click more. And I guess that's dependent on how how often people look for video in relation to the term that you've you've put into the search engine. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Um, ultimately, Google have the best, um, arguably, uh, feedback loop. So they know if a user goes onto something and then clicks back, they can see that they can see what people are consuming and therefore they won't be showing usually something like video if they don't think that people want video. When they are confused, you can tell because that whole one page has all of these elements from video, from images, from like um, news um, articles, for example. Brilliant. I guess there is an argument sometimes, though, that, and this is, you know, when I said I dabbled in SEO, I used some of those t- tools you asked, you mentioned, and you can have a look to see how many times people search for certain terms, for example. Um, sometimes, I guess, you, you want to maybe do the opposite because it's less competitive. So, I mean, if, if there's 10 million people searching for one search term, you know, it's, and, you know, and the ad words are very popular for that term, it's going to be expensive, it's going to be hard. So maybe think outside the box have you ever done that maybe looking at alternatives to to those terms to see if you can kind of find a way in that no one else has thought of yeah so I can give you an example around featured snippets specifically so a featured snippet is basically an instant answer that usually shows up for a search term so it's like it's in the very top in that box um, answering your question straight away so it's very much it was very much easier to replace the featured snippet that was already there so it was much quicker to show up if you are better if you've got better quality content compared to encouraging google to show a featured snippet when it didn't before so in my opinion i think that it will just take a longer period of time so if you are going down that route of trying out and thinking outside of the box that's great, but make sure that you know that it's you're going in for the long game, that you will be waiting up to a few months, if not more, to actually see some success. Wow. Okay. Thank you. That's brilliant. Um, what about the future then, both in terms of SEO and video and video SEO? What are your hopes for the future? Where Where do you think things are going to go and change over time? Um, I think that's a difficult one. I'd say that video is definitely that step forward towards augmented reality, but I'm not going to go into that too much. (laughs) I guess ultimately the idea is that you've got yourself and then you can just click a button and actually see on the screen you wearing different clothes as an example of like cool, that yeah. product or the vase on the on the shelf that you talked about exactly and yeah. you, you already have some of these apps yeah. that already do this kind of stuff already but i definitely do think it's going to get smarter but if we think about now so for example there is no surprise that instagram went across and actually added something called reels so like 15 to 30 second, like TikTok style kind yeah. of videos onto their platform when video is becoming so important. YouTube has boomed throughout the pandemic because everybody's been at home and like they needed entertainment to do something. Um, so it's no surprise that actually Instagram is going down that way. And something worth mentioning is the fact that when it does come to those algorithms on those platforms as well, so Instagram, for example, it's worth having shorter forms content, but having users actually watching the whole thing 
compared to like a 30 second video and only having people watch half of it so like even though it's more than the 15 second for example if it's longer forms but not that much then the algorithm won't be picking it up won't be going viral because of that so they're more worried because it kind of comes back to the conversation we had about earlier about you know dwell time on your website's important so maybe longer form content on the website's good but instagram are more worried about the percentage of that film that's watched rather than uh than how much in time in literal time uh sense yeah i've done i'm spitting so it's not (laughs) so it's not just youtube it's uh sorry it's not just instagram it's youtube as well they are looking at engaging like the person they're looking at how long can you get them to stay on your platform because ultimately what they're doing is selling advertising so if you flip that on its side like if you have um video on your pages then it's a matter of knowing that you are just trying to encourage them to do something else you're not encouraging them to stay on your platform necessarily but to either click that subscribe button to for your newsletter or to buy that product so it goes back to what kind of content are you creating um and my biggest tip if any if i've mentioned anything and it didn't go through remember this it's a matter of testing video and the content that you are creating you can't just be shoving it on the pages and then forgetting about it it's about reiterating it trying again reiterating it trying again and hence why i am an avid seo optimizer basically (laughs) brilliant yeah i mean i talk to my clients all the time about content audits really looking at what you've already done rather than thinking about what we're about to make let's look at what you've already done what's worked what hasn't and understanding why exactly and then using that to influence the content you make moving forward perfect Brilliant. Okay. Well, I think we're almost out of time now, but I, a massive thank you for, for agreeing to help me out and join in on our podcast today. No, thank you so, so much for like having me on. It's been a pleasure to chat about this. Um, I am definitely a big fan of video and of you guys, so thank you very much. Brilliant. Thanks, Alina. And uh, hopefully I'll see you again soon. Thanks very much for joining me. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the On The Button podcast. It's brought to you by Big Button. Big Button is a strategic video agency. You can find out more about our work at bigbutton.tv. I hope you can join us next time.